Welcome to another edition of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Chief Keith Fleming. Joining me, we're back, boys. Ravishing Ron L. Tensley, Sam the Shooter Howe. What's going on, guys? I am uh, recently sprung from a local medical facility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, my my history of uh, being dramatic and then being like, ah, oh, I should underestimate that. Got me uh, in the hospital with an infected lymph node, which I didn't know you could do, but I'm fine now. It wasn't serious. Um, more pissed off, but I'm glad to be doing this again. Uh, sorry, we probably would have been back last week, but they would not allow me to record in the hospital, which is bullshit. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to say you're in the hospital because you wrestled Nick Gage. In a, uh, <laughs> no, I had a rage match. stroke after the Sixers lost. Oh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but how about oh, them Hawks? Ron, how you doing good, buddy? <laughs> man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm just happy to be back uh, doing this. You know, um, sorry to all you guys uh, listening. Um, what I do want to say is uh, big shout outs to all of you guys in the group for all of the interactions. Um, of course, the OGs like uh, um, Jason Gill, uh, Gil Martin, uh, Todd Whitley, Brandon Wood. Um, of course, uh, our very own Vince RC for keeping a lot of the, the flow going. Um, just appreciate you guys. Uh, we're glad to be back. All right, let's I, go. But just, I'm sorry, I, I don't know why this popped into my head, probably because I, I haven't taken an Adderall. But the idea of RC walking out in one of Vince's like serial killer suits, like it just cracks me up for some reason. <laughs> anyway, let's All get right. into it. We're going to go off the top. WWE finished up and it's a docuseries I really do recommend on the uh, Peacock Network, which is basically the WWE Network. Not the same, but it's still um, it's up there. It's live. It's really good. I think it's five parts. Uh, mm -hmm. goes over the top 50. They finished up the top five list. They were as follows. The Dudleys at number five, Edge and Christian at four. My man, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, the Hart Foundation at three, the Hardys at two. And what was it, about six months ago, I said when New Day won the titles, they're the greatest tag team champions of all time. You WWE did. agrees with me. Uh, and just a reminder, these are the stats I didn't have in front of me last time. They're 11-time champions, seven-time SmackDown champions record, and have a 483-day reign, which honestly, that may be a record that won't be beaten by any modern title in WWE anytime soon. Unless uh, somebody sues them. <laughs> touche. I, I think that they got the, at least the top of this list right. We don't really have time to get into the entire list. I know there was definitely some questions there, but don't you think at least the top five, at least in some order there, is probably the best five in the history of, of WWE? I mean, for me, you can you may be able to shuffle the deck ever so slightly, but I think they, you know, got this one right. And, you know, my, my bones to pick was further on down the list. Yeah, I, uh, the, I, I'd echo Keith and I would definitely watch it. The, they did one for the women as well, uh, of the modern era and whatever. Uh, but the thing I wanted to point out was how much it reminded me how entertaining Breezango were. It was, and I'm glad I'm you not brought some, that up. Uh, yeah, like I'm not one to like be like WWE missed the boat, but like really? Like, 
we we need Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. We don't need Breezango. Well, I mean, those are the kind of guys, right, that in the Attitude Era, when they're letting people go out there and just try to get over, they would be huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. It uh, And again, it's just different. I'm not saying that, you know, Sam has completely convinced me now that it is true that WWE and Bill Hansop basically makes the same case in his book that – they're not going to let anybody that they don't pick a get higher than a level than they want and B they're not going to really let anybody ever get to that top, top level again, just because the, you know, what did CM Punk say? It's, it's been 10 years that, you know, it's just a spoke in the wheel and, and it really does. It just keeps going and going. Sorry. That kind of took, you know, a weird term, but I mean, it really does kind of show that, you know, that's where we're at, that it, in a lot of ways, you know, it's it's kind of almost a good old boys network. You know what I mean? You have if you're in with the right booker or you're in with the right person making, you know, talent decision, and you see so many people stay and some go. The the one thing is that like the new day's dominance though kind of feels like and, and <laughs> feel kind of like an asshole saying this, like the Celtics championships in like the fifties and the sixties. The Usos are sixth on the or seventh on the list. So I mean, you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying overall, but when you have a tag team that's also another top ten all time, uh, it's still pretty impressive. And it's one of the best rivalries in a long time. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because there's it's been discussed at nauseum. But uh the stand-up comedian podcast host, Kamisha Mobley, went viral after talking about her role as a writer for WWE programming. Spoiler warning, that did not last long. She was let go. Now, was it true? Can somebody confirm, was she let go before the thing came out? or Before what? the podcast was okay. released, yes. Okay, good. The, yeah, uh, she was, uh, she was right. actually literally released the morning after she had did that podcast and then before the podcast had hit the airwaves. So um, if you want to read up on it, you can. I don't even want to get into it. Let's talk about something I know we're all going to have fun hating on a little bit. Well, I, I, <laughs> I do want to say, like, it does kind of piss me off that, like, the, the, the person who gets the shit, the ration of shit about this is, like, a black woman. It's like, come on. Like, how many, like, eh, sorry. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to go, but if you're going to go on a podcast, on a show that you're writing for, like, I would at least, I mean, it, it seemed like she didn't have, you know, any interest in learning. Maybe that's what they told her she didn't have to, but I'm just being like, it. nobody looked good in my opinion. I didn't think she looked very good in the interview. I don't think WWE looked good with their reaction. Uh, it just, I mean, again, it's a story I don't even want to talk about. Goldberg is going to be maybe challenging Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. You know, we were thinking we were getting Cena Reigns. Everybody was so excited. Cena Reigns, maybe Lesnar Lashley. They're talking about Goldberg Lashley. Guys, are you, is that going to put some butts in the seat? Yes. I mean, yeah, it will. It will. Okay, touche. But how much <laughs> groaning and internet hate, should I rephrase it, will we get? So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make two points quick here. The first one is that I'm fine with it if Lashley wins. Like, if Lashley goes out there and just, like, dog walks Goldberg cool it's the same thing as McIntyre it's the whole point of these like old past their prime let them go out and do it uh the other point I want to make Goldberg is 54 I'm going to give you some other names the Undertaker was 54 in 2019 Hulk Hogan was 54 in I think 2009 uh Roddy Piper was like 2007 Ric Flair was 54 in 2003 
has anybody gotten in the wrestling ring ex- and except for Ric Flair? And I'm going to make the argument that Ric Flair at 54 and 03 was better than that Goldberg was at his peak. So I just, I, yeah, if you're talking about just pure in ring, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the, the, the ability to entertain Goldberg's the, personality, just like warrior. <laughs> Sorry. He is. He it's is. It's the same style. I mean, it's the same gimmick. Yeah. I almost. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I get it. And I think that it's kind of an inoffensive use of having, you know, fine. I, I don't mind Goldberg. Like I, but also at the same time, like Lashley, I think is 40, like, Forty-five. Can we can we yeah. just talk about like Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley so is listen. That, title. that so guy. Good with that title, he's gonna inspire me to actually work out because it's like I mean I know I'll never look like that. I will never look like that. But Jesus, he, is, he's Bobby Lashley is showing me right now, and I know that you know he's not the the full topic. But Bobby Lashley right now is just showing me that thing that always happens when guys get the strap. You get that strap. And you seem to get a little more flex, and just he looks bad. Wear a lot of suits, in fairness, which you know, you guys always look pretty jacked in the suits. Lashley's also, to his credit, I think, really never been as good as he is now. Like they've wanted this for him for fifteen years, and he's at this point like, no, he deserves it. Like this is not. A I game. am definitely. When he came back and they wanted to do him and Lesnar, I was like, oh, fucking Christ. Now I'm like, yeah, fucking let him go in there and throw bombs at each other. That'd be awesome. I'm definitely going to touch on this later, but, you know, I, I want us to keep this moving because um, I'm going to be revisiting Bobby Lashley uh, during our Supers. All right. For the final thing for off the top, we're now just a few weeks away from both major companies. I think we're just days away, actually, but from um, going back to live audiences I want, there's a million ways we could take this, but I, I just want to know who do you think is going to be the most over person in AEW and WWE when we get back to live crowds? Are we not counting daily places? I mean, are we, are you saying on the road basically? Yes. I think that on the road, yeah. Daily places, yeah, that's, that's a home field advantage. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to make like the fucking. Sp- a quarter of the crowd is guys that they pay. So, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest here. So who we got? Uh, Come on. Um, Sammy Guevara is, I think, going to be huge in terms of AEW. Um, I think Penta is going to be uh, one of those guys. Or, uh, the crowd's going to eat up Orange Cassidy. And um, Jungle Boy, honestly, you know, that, the kid, listen, kid, get your talk game up, man. They're ready to do some serious things with you. I'll get to that one in a little bit. Uh, Page, I think Hangman Page for uh, AEW is going to be a huge deal. Uh, for WWE, I think a sleeper is Bianca Belair. I think that she they've done a great job of having her, which I'll get to in my superlatives. Uh, yeah, she she's definitely going to blow it on on the road. Yeah, I I also from a heat standpoint, I'm looking forward to seeing Roman get a deserved heel reaction. I don't think he will. I'm wondering if he will. That's what I'm. Th- I actually, I, he was going to be the guy. I was going to say that it's going to be a mixture, but people are going to be on fire for him. I mean, it's going to be like a rock concert when Reigns comes out there because he's, I mean, he's got that charisma now to where I mean, anybody who's been to a wrestling 
uh, show, you know, the difference of when a Jericho or the rock or, you know, one of these just larger than life characters is out there in the ring doing what they do. It's a moment. And Reigns is at that level right now. And so I think that's the guy in WWE. And I, I agree that I think it's jungle boy in AEW. And I almost disagree a little bit about the talk game, Ron L. He didn't have to talk. He's already proven he can get over this way. If it, I mean, if you really want to know the Anna J, there's a ton of ways that they can go where they can kind of prop him up without making him talk as much. And if there's any organization that can get away with that, it's AEW. And all you got to do is let MJF win the title and him chase him. And I mean, literally, he didn't have to say two words. MJF will take care of all the talking. How many times are you guys going to kick this football, Charlie Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will get like I will get to this when we talk about it, but it's just like I like padded recognition, y'all. Um, I just I, I found it awfully weird. Um, I I did want to throw this in once we uh because especially considering that we were going to be doing this the other night as well, and what wound up happening was is that people actually had this as a post uh, in the group. I don't remember who. I think it was RC actually, and it's like, well, shit, we were going to ask that on the show. Well, we've talked about it numerous times in the last few months because to me it's just fascinating. It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to have been well over a year since live crowds. I mean, other than they're going to be ravenous. Me. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, like, it's going to be electric. If, if they put on good programming, which I'm fingers crossed, they really were holding out some of these storylines because it really, I mean, to be fair, it, if they weren't holding stuff in place, oh my God, we saw some matches like nine times in a row. KO and Reigns was incredible. That lasted for like four pay-per-views and KO never got a win. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Um, the the one, actually, the one guy I thought of is, I'm interested to see how people respond to Bobby Lashley. Like, why is Lashley a heel? What does Lashley do that I am supposed to dislike him? I mean, I think, you I did think see really that they did. He did get. Yeah, I, I think the same. And that's something that, like, if, if that we were to ever have like a, if we were ever to have like a spinoff show, that would be definitely a topic. Is just, and I've noticed over the last week, just the use of how many people are tweeners in this thing, and you know what was normally a classic face versus face kind of stuff. But anyway, another time, another topic for that. All right, moving on to the superlatives. Wrestler of the week, Ron, who you got? My wrestler. Oh, excuse me, wrestler the, on the rise. My wrestler of the rise. I am happy to say that Ricochet is my wrestler on the rise. Like as of the last few weeks, yes, I didn't like the fact that they turned him into a thief. Um, but you know, they're getting him more on television. Um, he had a decent program with uh, Carrillo and Sheamus. Uh, for a second, I thought they were going to let him regain the U.S. title. But the fact that they even allow this man to uh, get into the Money in the Bank, which means spot monkey for the Money in the Bank match, and I am quite okay with that. Sammy? Uh, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, actually, who is a archetypical example of what you do to get somebody over. Just they put her with the two most consistent stars on SmackDown, Sasha and Bailey. They said, go out and make her look like a million bucks. And they did. Like Bianca Belair is a huge fucking deal. And she should be. I'm going to go. I'm happy to say, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm happy to say that uh, during our downtime, Cindy now owns uh, Bianca Belair's belt. 
Nice. The uh, I'm gonna go with Riddle and RK Bro, which I mean, Randy Orton wasn't even there Monday night, and he was one of the biggest stories. Uh, I gotta say, I'm shocked by Riddle. He's charming. He's incredible in the ring. Uh, he's now that you're starting to, I guess, just get his personality. Like you know, he knows his role. He knows his character. His lane. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. And imagine he's getting some good mentorship. I mean, it's just so ironic to me that remember that Riddle was a guy that a lot of people didn't like, had negative things to say about. Orton takes him under his wing. It's kind of, you know, you think about the flair and Hunter Orton was Riddle. I mean, that's who he was, was this guy with a lot of talent that a lot of people didn't like. And the right guy kind of said, okay, you work with me and the rest is history. And I think we would be seeing the same thing with Riddle here. One thing I would like to see with Riddle them do a bit more was with Kurt Angle, they did that whole, like, he was goofy. He was also a fucking badass. And I wish they'd do that more with Riddle, which is like, yeah, he's a goofy stoner, but he's also a guy who was like, would probably be a UFC champion if not for the fact that like Dana White's a fucking right wing weirdo. He's like, oh, you can't smoke pot. <laughs> you didn't take your Adderall tonight. That is for sure. The, uh, <laughs> the match of the week. I mean, I don't want to speak for you two, but since either one of you text me, it's got to be Omega versus. It's got to be. There's no other answer. That's the right? reason I didn't. That's the reason I didn't say anything. Sam. Uh, yeah, it 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 was, it, and honestly, that match frustrated the shit out of me. Uh, the the and the, and, and uh, I'll save some of my hate for when we get to Jungle Boy. Uh, <laughs> but the I have been banging the drum on Kenny Omega as champion. Like they've been doing this chicken shit heel thing. And, like, I'm not a fan of the Good Brothers. I'm not, like, they, I like them, like, as personalities, but I'm just not a fan of them in the ring. Uh, but why Kenny Omega is not a Ric Flair heel, like, why he has to have people come in and fight his battles for him. Like, I'm tired of watching the Young Bucks, like, annihilate everyone. Like, I would Did rather Did you get watch. to see uh, tonight, like, before we recorded? No, I'm going to It was the most impressive he's looked as champ so far. They had him come down for an interview. He had, and this is just so impressive he's done this in just a week. He had the mutton chops uh, sideburn <laughs> into the mustache. I'm serious. Without the, the, oh, the Triple H. The, the, yes, it's amazing. He looks, I mean, it's great. He's got the suit on. He's only got the AEW belt. He came out there by himself. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins would say he was, you know, getting some drip. Uh, but, I mean, in all seriousness, that was the first time since he's been champion that I went, okay, this guy's the biggest star in the company. I get it. Like, and you kind of see it in him. I know what you're saying. I, I'm not uh, like the way they booked him either, but maybe they're, you know, they know what they're doing. They, they were kind of letting him win, you know, nefariously every single time to get people pissed off. And now they're going to probably have him, you know, win legit for the next few months. And then somebody's going to beat him. I think, but it matters more. Like I get, I'm fine with the mic on moxley i'm not fine and i'm fine with cheating i'm fine with him hitting people with belts i'm fine with him kicking people in the dick i'm fine with him pulling tights that's what a heel does what i'm not fine with is that he needs the good brothers and the young bucks to bail him out like that's not like so because the whole point of this should be building to hangman page beating him and if hangman page like and that's the real 
issue. There are there's one guy in pro wrestling in North American pro wrestling who I think is a star. And Keith, you busted my balls. And what's funny about that? The one guy who has star appeal is Roman, and that's as much the WWE's fault as anything. But AEW is you know like Kenny Omega could be that guy. And the fact that like they didn't want to let him go over like even like just beating Moxley, who whatever. I'm not. Wouldn't he have to be a face to get over? Because he doesn't have the charisma that Reigns does. Like just like how Reigns being a face made no sense with his skill set and just not like look at that dude. That dude's not a face. He's a really good looking Jack dude. Like of course he's gonna think he's this shit. He's a third generation wrestler, just like with Omega, who, despite, you know, all of his accolades and stuff, people have always called him like an indie darling. He's, an, he's It's the ultimate Daniel Bryan story. And I just thought it was kind of weird that they, you know, went that route with him, especially when you could have made Moxley a heel. And I think the whole program would have been much better not to book it, but I'm just saying, I think they, you know, sort of made a mistake. At least if that was the thing for a star, I just think they wanted to have their best wrestler be champion for a year. Keith, if you want to book a program, have your father become a billionaire and give you $100 million to start your own promotion, just like Scott Khan did. Just a little $20 million loan. Oh, was that? I thought it was $100 million. No, I don't know. I'm just laughing. Yeah, you, no, you know, it was a $100 million deal yeah, that they like, started off. Listen. Well, it's just like Cornette learning that I didn't know that Cornette was this rich kid, right? That, like, oh, oh, wow. That was really that's what they said. They said he was pretty rich. Like his dad was apparently this really huge businessman. And uh, I mean, that's what they're saying. The whole reason he had the tennis racket and stuff was because, I mean, you know, he was a country clubber. Um, the wrestler on the slide, I'm going to go ahead and get mine out of the way because you're probably going to go, what the hell? Drew McIntyre. Makes perfect sense. I am sense. really worried about what they're doing here. Uh, I love Drew, but like, what are you doing? I mean, he either needs to win the title back or he needs to get out of the title picture, go on to something else. Drew is a good enough wrestler performer. He had unbelievable feuds with all kinds of guys the last few years before he was champ. But to keep having him to where it, it I mean, it, it reminds me of Cena and, and Reigns, you know, I guess what, about three, four years ago, where it's just like, why is this guy always in the main event? Even though, I mean, if you look at it, he's the best wrestler, but it just, that's the way people get stale. And it's just going to be a shame because there's a very good chance that Drew McIntyre, who had this unbelievable two-year run, is going to never really have the crowd. You know, he had that unbelievable moment at Rumble, right? Like, I mean, seriously, what was the biggest moment, like biggest pop before that in the last five years? Daniel Bryan? And that's been outside of five years, right? Uh, Edge about 20 minutes before that. No, I, 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 I disagree. I completely disagree. Go listen to him. Uh, no, no, uh, it was that such was a an joke. Extended, that was a joke. No, 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 I get it, but I'm saying it was such an extended roar where, like, that place went nuts, and it was booked beautifully. I kind of want to piss RC off and be like, remember when Nakamura debuted in... Uh... <laughs> huh? Maybe Kofi? At NXT. I don't even know if Kofi... <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, even... I'm telling you, say, go back and listen said, to that pop. It, it's, I might it's have said a... when Bailey won the title in August of 2015. I don't know, man. I'm telling you. Like, go back. If you've not watched that Rumble, because I watched it about a month ago, it's, I mean, it really is. It's one of those pops. I'm like, man, they make that list. It was unbelievable. And then he he basically never got in front of a live crowd again. And he's, you know, and and now it's probably going to be stale. But I I just, I'm worried about him. And that's why he's on the slot, even though he keeps winning. Ron, who you got? 
uh, before I just touch on that, I think you're very much right. Uh, I do think it was the wrong move uh, to let him into the Money in the Bank match. He shouldn't be, you know, even in the picture, especially considering the story uh, now that he can't face Lashley. My wrestler on the slide is the former King, King Baron Tinkle. Corbin. And uh, it, what's really sad about this is, <laughs> what's really sad about this is that like you don't really it's like what are they going to do with Baron Corbin now? It's like since he's not going to be able to get his crown back. Baron Corbin is like the last true heal. He's amazing. I, I I've completely. I think I've said. This I hope on the he podcast doesn't go away. Oh, he's not. He's too talented. That dude's too good on. They, he's a heat magnet. And there's one yeah, thing we've learned indeed. in wrestling is that is how you can keep a job like if you can look at vicky guerrero continues to get hired and all she does is scream excuse me i mean it, it it'll keep you a job corbin's very talented he's getting a ring too um i had to choose between one of the raw women and i'm going with oscar um it it is it just bums me out man like WWE continually is like, well, she doesn't speak English, so, you know, meh. And it just like... What's the most pressing right is, you know, I'm a huge EO fan. I am not looking forward to that. Yeah, wait till she comes up. Because she didn't even have, you know, technically the charisma of Asuka. She just, in my opinion, better in the ring. So this is where it gets interesting with those two. I think that EO is actually the... would Will fare better because she's not somebody where so much of Asuka, like I'd forgotten that Asuka didn't lose for like two years. Yeah. For two years. Until yeah. she got into WrestleMania. Damn near, th- damn near three. Damn near three. Oh, I thought, yeah, she, she, uh, it was then, like nine, was it like 900 days? You don't remember how shocking that loss was? Yeah, no, I remember. I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was like Undertaker, you know, kind of again on a smaller scale. Yeah, um, that's and that's where my real love for Oscar began because it was like, this is how you're gonna do her, and super yeah, Charlotte. How you're gonna do her. <laughs> I mean, it, the, and it, I feel bad for Charlotte because like, oh yeah, listen, if anybody deserves to be like, booked that way, like, sorry, like oh, I know yeah. a lot of people don't real like quick sidebar. We got Rhea Ripley, this unbelievable specimen of a woman. What's the one way you can make her not look like a badass? Make her stand next to Charlotte, which is, I've been telling people for years, she's like the Brock Lesnar of, you know, women's wrestling. Charlotte's bigger than Rhea, which is just insane. Like, she's got to be almost two inches taller, and it it just doesn't make sense that they're putting her with her. But anyway, go ahead, Ronna. I mean, Sam. Yeah, it's just the whole thing with Asuka. And it was the the other one – who never really got started was Shayna Baszler, who was another really good, like I didn't like Shayna Baszler because I didn't, because she was a good heel. And I just like wanted to see her get her ass kicked. And she just- Women's Baron Corbin. And and they've like, they teamed her with Nia Jax and like they did like the female bar. It's just the whole thing. Like, I don't want to be like, I'm sorry to be like salty and like grouchy, but yeah, it's just like, Really? Like, you have somebody who is a legitimate, like, catch wrestling badass, and you're having her lose to, like, Papa Shango bullshit? Like, really? We can't do that with Nia Jax? You can't have... I love it, though. I love what they did since it's gone live. I mean, I didn't like the lights falling and stuff, but her just flat out looking at you and giving you the, 
you know, the oogly googly highs. The next thing you know, you're listening to her commands, the hand movements. It's brilliant. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's stupid, but it's brilliant. I love it. Boy, wait till the, that live crowd is going to shit on that. I don't think so. I think you are underestimating how much people love Alexa Bliss. Oh. Anyway. Sam, not everybody's the cynic that you are, buddy. <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> Who's your face of the week, Ronell? Um, I had the entire New Day. Mind you, I did this, uh, made this list um, before Monday night's show. So um, it, it's just basically with everything going on, Big E is looking like, um, earned his way into the money, into the, ba- money in the bank match. Sorry. Um, and everything that Kofi did to, you know, burn himself up opportunity of course you know this is just a filler for whatever the main event of SummerSlam is going to be but between him and even xavier uh, doing his thing in the hell in a cell and having to take his you know comeuppance on his own um new day just all kinds of great face work i i just thought of this but how great would it be if kofi beat lashley and then Biggie turned heel and cashed in. Yeah, uh, uh, you. I've been saying it for two years. I, mean, I, you I don't Biggie want that a star because Biggie deserves like first. Of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. Anyway, um, you say he deserves a moment. Seth Rollins was a moment. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to make that move, and it's even bigger for him. I mean, in yeah, my opinion, he's he was there and the, he was on the main roster before Seth, and he's now had six more years. So. Anyway, I mean, I get that, but are you trying to make a big star? Are you trying to give somebody a moment? Because in my opinion, if you're talking about making him a star, nothing is going to make him a bigger deal than basically screwing the dude who's been his mentor for 10 years, who finally got his title back after all that time, and then he cashed in. That is beautiful. Like, it really is. He's been champions in SummerSlam of 2020. Uh so Biggie announces after the Raw, whoever wins the Rumble announces, he announces he's going to cash in at WrestleMania and wins the main event. That made him a bigger star. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, I think turning on your brother is a bigger storyline than beating Reigns. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it really is an opportunity. Like, until you said it, I didn't thought about it. I, I love it. Like, I think it would be incredible. Uh, I mean, I just couldn't imagine that reaction. It would be awesome. Especially in front of a live crowd, just exactly. watch everybody lose their mind. Basically, uh, mine is stupid. I'm just gonna say Jungle Boy for landing Anna Jay. Like, uh, <laughs> what a tweet! I mean, what a flex! You lose a title match, and then what was it like 24 hours later? He just tweets out randomly him making out with Anna Jay in the parking lot outside the arena, uh, just proving that the Luke Perry gene is alive and well inside uh jungle boy because luke was definitely a ladies man and i have to throw this out there just because i had put it in the group as well um serena's husband should take notes on how you pose with your girl with a very (laughs) nice posterior jungle boy Uh, showed you how it's done i i'm gonna pick jungle boy as, as well because as a fan of like traditional just like great storytelling but I am going to, like, shit in the punch bowl here. It's like, do you guys not remember the same thing happened with Orange Cassidy? And, like, the this is one of my beefs with AEW, is that they're, like, I, Tony Khan, the same thing that happened with uh, Orange Cassidy, where he's like, oh, look at the reaction he got. And instead of being like, hey, let's, you know, 
use this to build Jungle Boy as a mid Carter, or maybe winning the tag titles or something like that, he's going to try to hot shot it. And there's no fucking way that uh, Jungle Boy is going to beat Kenny Omega and nor should he. Uh, but that's the, and we're going to be in a position where Jungle Boy is actually worse off because they created these expectations and nothing happened. I, I think it's a little different though. Like I, I really do. Only because wasn't Jericho, Jericho is not champion anymore, right? When him and Cassie feuded? No. Okay. No. So, I mean, Jungle Boy is taking on a guy that's got like six belts. So, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. It depends on what they do moving forward, but I don't think him just losing this match kind of like, what all y'all tried to tell me when Cassidy lost his was oh no 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 no, no. I, well, here's what I'm saying is that I am not going to get excited until oh I they, see what you're saying they have not established a track record for me right. to get excited I got you so that uh, was- I just think he's a star in the ring and uh, again you don't it's not always talking that connects you with an audience and just just like Luke Perry didn't have to say very much on 90210 and he was the biggest star people love that dude uh, and again. The, the people that do the music in these business, they don't get enough credit. That song for him, you know, the whoa. I mean, it's just, it's great. I mean, uh, it, it, it really cool stuff. Hill of the Week, I never thought I'd be saying this. Andrade, again, this is the first hour of the AEW pay-per-view tonight, and including what he did last week where he was interrupted by Matt, as he said on his promo tonight. Matt, what's his name? They had subtitles, which was just amazing. Uh, across the bottom of the screen he looks like a million dollars in a suit like i don't understand why wwe obviously did not let this guy kind of let his personality out because he seems like a star uh is it easy to understand him no but like kudos to AEW just being like what we're gonna go ahead and just put subtitles there so there's no doubt everybody knows what he's saying uh it's something i've never seen done and it kind of makes sense so he's my hill of the week who you got sam uh, I am going to go actually uh, with Lashley, though. When, uh, it's not, I, I'm going to go with MVP because I feel like he has – I was going to say Lashley because I've been – that's like the match I'm really excited for. But, like, MVP has just been doing the Lord's work in terms of, like, Lashley would not be as over as he is without MVP. And I, I just think, you know, for a guy who 16 years ago were like, oh, shit – you know, like, just very good. Kudos to RC, I think it was, too, that said, we really had to lose Cedric and Shelton. Word. For a bunch of weak-ass females. Like, for what? What, what, like, what? What, uh, like, why, they could still, they could still serve their purpose being, being there. Who's yours, Rano? Um, I'm going with the pinnacle. This is when I, um, I told you so moments. I don't, you know, really like to toot my own horn because you know i don't want to be one of those dickheads who are like you know see i was right about this but you know i was right that the pinnacle pinnacle had to um continue to feud with the inner circle guys it's just what you do and just the way that they've been dastardly in, in their attacks even though the guys aren't technically you know no they are still all together but um just I love it. You know, they picked on Dean Malenko last week, or what was that, what, two weeks ago now. But um, I just love what they're doing, and I just think that it just still makes a lot of sense for them to continue the feud with the inner circle right now. Uh, promo of the week, 
I think can we all agree it was Kofi's promo with MVP on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Where I mean, was that Kofi promo better than any of his work and his run to his title? Because I just I don't know if I'd ever seen that gear from him. Yes, because I think that there's it's less generic. Like the whole Kofi, like the basically what the Daniel Bryan thing was so great was because it was the inverse of what we'd seen from him like five years prior. Yep. Whereas with this, there's like, you couldn't plug anybody but Kofi into this feud with MVP. Yep. And that ultimately matters. And see, and this was one of the things where I, I wanted to touch on even the previous week's work, um, that promo that they had did, um, I I know that Bobby kind of stumbled over a couple of things. I'm really loving what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. You know, he wasn't much of a talker. You know, I know that I on this show I picked on them about him. You know, wearing the glasses to have to read, and they've already gotten away from that. Bobby's starting to come into his own on the mic. Yeah, it's going to take some more time. He's going to stumble a little bit, but he's looking fantastic as a champ. And the work that he did um, with teasing the New Day and their gamer antics and, you know, you guys are basically basically almost calling these guys, you know, little Toms coming out here, shucking and jiving. I just love all this work. All right. Uh, we're going to have to do this one storyline to pay attention to. I'm yeah, by, we already touched. Mine. We already, we already uh, touched on Biden anyway earlier. Edge returning. Something's gonna happen at Money in the Bank, right? Like, I mean, I can see Reigns going over Edge, but it just makes me feel like that there's a good chance that if he does cash in, or either Edge somehow, you know, beats Reigns, maybe I don't know, cheats, whatever, and then he gets cashed in, but it just it feels like there's a title change coming for them to just kind of bring Edge back out of nowhere. Or are they just making a SummerSlam match because Cena's, I guess, not available? No, um, I, I think that that would make a lot of sense. Um, we need to build some because I thought that the Cena thing was actually still possibly in the works, but I think this would make a lot of sense, especially if we get a little flip around and, you know, give Roman something to, to chase again as well in this persona. I, you know, I, I just, I'm interested in it, but like, I don't think Ed should win. I think that like, there's no, he doesn't need it. I think that you keep Roman, I can't believe I'm saying this, keep Roman strong. Uh, and you build him up for somebody who needs that win and where somebody's going to beat him. Unless, unless this is Vince McMahon and WWE, they let him lose and then turn him face for the live crowds. Couldn't you Which see Vince doing Oh, I agree with you. It would make no sense, but I'm just saying, would that not be the ultimate Vince? Fuck you, fans. Glad you're back. To just take the best heel work and forever and be like, now nah, we're gonna flip them right back to a face as crowds come back. Just shove them right back down your throat. This would be a two-band podcast because I would just walk out of my apartment and keep going until I hit the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> oh man. Um that would just be so awful. Anything um we missed. No, I don't think so. 
Um, well, I guess since we do have another minute or two, I want to congratulate you, Sid, because while we were on hiatus, uh, coming into contact with uh, your uh, favorite there, Brett Hartbelt, I'm kind of trying to work on something for uh, Sammy right now. There's something I kind of got my eye on. We'll see what uh, what transpires here. Who is it in the group that gets? Oh, it's RC. Or was no one RC? Who wasn't talking about the titles? Is it Sir Michael um, Star? I was. I was the one who had shared uh, the the one with the the winged eagle. It's a beautiful belt. Not on. Not as it's, a tattoo, but it is a beautiful title. I've got two of them now. They. Uh, I do definitely want to plug the new podcast with Alan. And RC, uh, hilarious. it's really like good. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I love it. I really do. It, it's very on brand for the IB sports. You can check that on the IB network. I'm still going to try to do a Loki podcast at some point uh, before the, the series ends. It's been fantastic. I have so much stuff I want to talk about it. I just uh, finished the last episode, maybe a half good. hour before we came on. I love Owen Wilson. Uh, the acting has been superb. What do you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I just want to plug the the All Star Package, um, the IBN, you know, IB Sports Group, and uh, the Patreon. Five dollars uh, gets you pre approval uh, for your posts. Uh, you get the levy fines, which is very fun if you get the show. Come in and get the show. Um, of course, the of course the IB Network, um, wherever you check out your podcasts. Um, I'm going to plug uh, the IB Sports Network. I'm going to plug the Team Turnbuckle group, which is really fun. Uh, I'm also going to plug, uh, if you are not paying attention to New Japan and you want to, highly recommend Emily Pratt. Uh, she does Fan Bite, and she's how I got into New Japan. She's how I keep track of it. She's awesome. I'm going to also plug another person that's not in the group, Bill Hanstock. Uh Promised you a great main event. I, I finally finished it, I guess, about a week ago. Great book. Like, anybody that wants to know the history of WWE, and I mean the real history, not just the history that they want to tell you, uh, it's a great book. It just goes through the years. It's easy read. Um, I'd actually I'm gonna try to get them to come on the podcast at some point and talk about it because it's just it, – there's, there's at least five or six things that as a wrestling fan. I had no idea. Uh, screw Hulk Hogan. Definitely. I have uh, that on my that, that I have that up. on my Kindle wish list. That <laughs> comes up several times. You're like, man, what a dick. Uh, and then I just want to congratulate, you know, RC, Corey, all the guys, the IB sports page, three million views. And then the real person they should thank for that is my Atlanta Hawks for just driving conversation <laughs> like no team in the history of sports because they just they just keep winning no matter what, with Trey, without Trey, Philly, New York. Milwaukee, we're going to win the title because it's not going to mean anything and people are going to have an asterisk next to it and that would be the most Atlanta thing of all time, but uh, I'm enjoying every second of it, truly. But in, in all seriousness, congrats, guys. It's great work. I'm, I'm so happy to be back with these guys. Uh, love just conversating with them, period, but especially talking wrestling, being able to bring this podcast to the guys and the team Turnbuckle and Ivy Sports Group. So for the head of the table, that's me, Chief Keith Fleming, the ravishing one, Ron L. Tinsley, and Sam the Shooter Howell, with a special thanks to what's the name of the hospital you're in, Sam? 
Cedar Sinai. Cedar Sinai for taking care of our boy. Uh, this has been the latest episode of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network.